Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It's Thursday night. And when it's Thursday night, it's time for your Thursday night delight. And that's your Impact Wrestling Post Show. For the last time here in 2022, I am Atrol Pearl, and I am with my ride or die, my bestie, the one, the only, Cresta Star. Cresta, how you doing? Beat pop boot. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm doing okay. I was feeling the fantasy. I was giving you if Wendy Lou Who went to a wrestling show. That's what it was supposed to be, but now the curls have fallen, so it's me. I'm doing okay. I'm kind of sad this is our last show of the year, but I'm excited because we get the next week off and we get to sleep in, and um, something inspirational goes here. You know, I have a child, right? Sleeping in is not exactly something that we do. Something, something, bobsled, presents. <laughs> I, my, 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 yeah, my folks were here for the last few days. They were visiting. So that was nice. And Aww. now I have to do the, the in-law visit for Christmas. So that'll be probably tomorrow once, once that storm comes through. Uh, it, it's raining here now in Toronto. Same but, here. Uh, yeah, Same we're going to see what happens uh, when we wake up in the morning. We'll either be blanketed in white snow or it's going to be all gross and slushy sloshy i'd rather it be snowy to an extent than the slosh because the slosh makes everything way worse and it's just gray and dirty and stinky and cold give me the snow (laughs) well it's december 22nd because i always try to give you the date that was tonight's impact wrestling show uh listen a pretty good show it's it's one of those like they didn't make it boring they didn't make it feel like it was just going through the motions they did announce some really cool stuff Mm -hmm. including some new matches and stipulations for hard to kill and stuff that you and i had hinted at and alluded to for a while we're going to talk about that uh and and they also you know they they moved some stories along so it wasn't it wasn't a bad episode it was uh i think what most people would consider a maintenance episode yeah so maybe for your maintenance you can go ahead and leave us a thumbs up here on youtube.com slash fightful or if you're watching us on facebook hello how are you good to see you chat i'm following i hope you're doing well i hope you're staying safe and warm maybe you're getting your last minute christmas shopping out of the way maybe 
you're doing the Hanukkah thing. And if you are, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating. We hope your holidays are nice and festive and full of uh, Crestaluhu. Yeah. I'm typically the Grinch, so I decided to switch it up. <laughs> well, who's not a Grinch is Emmy Sulko, who gets us started with Super Chat saying Slosh is as dull as this Florida crowd. Bruh. Better last week. This crowd was severely dampened by that person who decided to be the personification of a fire alarm. Why? I don't understand that. This person, every, I can't even do it. I, I hit puberty, so I apologize. But like, at first I was like, this is kind of funny. And then by the third time, I was like, please, mercy. I don't, I thought they were an okay crowd, but that person in particular. And also cheering for tables during a speedball match. It's regular rules. Come on now. <laughs> Come on, that, that match was not a tables match. What are you doing out exactly. there? Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, if you want to get your question or statement shouted out on the show, you can donate a super chat here at YouTube.com slash Fightful. It's that little dollar sign. Any amount. Get your question or statement right on the air. We also have our Humper Chats. That'll give us a little bit more. And I'm going to give you Cresta's interpretation. If you head on over to HumperChats.com, it lets us keep a little bit more of your chat donation. We will read your comment, statement, question on air and try to give you our answers. Like Taz said, you ask us questions and we try our best. And uh, Sean Rossap says that we do a good job. We get pats on the head and we get to keep our job into 2023. Thank you so he much, does. Humper Chats. He does pat me on the head and he says, <laughs> good, good, good guy. Good. He doesn't say good boy. That just feels very... <laughs> That's a very different show. <laughs> very different show. I get, I don't get paid enough for that one for the. No, but instead, uh, wow, I, I, I'm just gonna burrow myself away and be done for the night. Good night. Have the joke night. is only fans, ladies and gentlemen. I can make a lot of money. Apparently, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, let's start off with BTI as we always do. Our buddy George Iceman is back as he always is. Uh, so, okay. Without going too far into his into the Iceman thing, uh, one thing that I found notable is that he's not actually saying Eric Young's name. He just keeps calling Eric Young Eric. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was about. I don't know if that was a just kind of passively moving past the idea that Eric Young is is done with Impact Wrestling. I don't mm-hmm. understand why he kept calling him just Eric. Maybe it was one take Johnny and he just said, I'm not going to fix it. But it was very strange to me. It just stuck out like a sore thumb. He uh, goes over the story of Sammy Callahan, Violent by Design, and now how they've become the design and how Eric is out and how Sammy was upset. He's livid after getting laid out by the design week after week. And so he's going to go to the middle of the ring and call out the design, which he does later on in the show. We'll talk about that. And then he says the Death Machine has a death wish and nobody likes Sammy, so who will have his back? Once upon a time, we were saying it was Eric Young, but apparently that's not going to be the case anymore, Chris. It's Trump. Who, who will have his back? We, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about that segment shortly. Yes. Something that we're going to have to talk about is who's going to uh, who's going to come to the aid of Sammy Callahan. We'll, we'll think about that. We'll ruminate on it for now. And we'll talk about the match on BTI this week. Taylor Wilde's witchy wild uh, gimmick. I'm sold. I'm, I'm easy sports entertain. I'm sold. I'm sold. You liked it. Okay. So promote. So they, they brought it out this week. This is the first week they did it. Uh, she had a match against Kylan King, who, by the way, Kylan King in 2022 alone worked NWA, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, had a match against Mayu Iwatani, who, by the way, was the first challenger for the IWGP Women's Championship against Kyrie. Oh. 
you know, a few months ago. Uh-huh. Uh, th- th- she worked Impact. This was her Impact Wrestling debut tonight in 2022. Kylan King has had one hell of a year, and she has a really solid showing against Taylor Wilde, who is debuting a new gimmick tonight. Uh, what do you think of the match? What do you think about Taylor Wilde's new gimmick? I mean, you already said you loved it. Uh-huh. Um, so a few things. I really like Taylor Wilde's gear. I was already I was sold from that. I think it's really good. I don't have any gripes about it. I already liked her in the ring from her match previous when her she teamed with um Mickey, I believe it was. Also, too, I could have swore Kylan King was on um NXT as well or NXT UK. This girl, like you said, has been working this whole year. She she stayed with a job, bro. Like she was on it. I really thought the match was nice. The um the leg on the throat in the um in the ropes in the very beginning from Wild was very interesting. I thought she was going for like a stretch octopus in the rope, but when she didn't do it, I was like, hmm, I hope she gives that move a name. Cause I would like to see that in her in her arsenal, considering that she's doing this whole darker style. Like, yeah, it's still wild style, but it's not like good guy wild style, if you will. It's ooh, spooky. Maybe she called I put a root on you or something. I don't know. So uh, you're, the NXT UK shout out, I think it's funny because uh, I, every, every redheaded, like very bottled redheaded uh, wrestler can remind you of Kylan King. Like Isla Dawn has the orangey redhead. Uh, Kaylee Ray is the other one. I was going to say that's not Kaylee Ray. And I, I really like it. Kaylee Ray looks like she's angry all of the time. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I, I can kind of see where like this, where Kylan King could remind you of someone from the NWA or from, uh, from, uh, from an XT UK. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, Kylan's been, been all over the place. She's also tall. She, she is, uh, I think they said on commentary, she's six foot one, mm-hmm. which, you know, for most women in wrestling, uh, that that's tall. I mean, most women. Yeah, period. Six one is tall. tall. Uh, the only other people I can think of in that company that are that tall, are Savannah Evans, because Jessica's not that tall. Jessica, Jessica's like five eleven, five nine, maybe not even. Yeah, maybe five eight. Like she's not tall. A in lot of those women are five, five three. Well, well, let me not say of, that. A lot of those women are not very tall. Because I thought um, Zelina Vega was tall. So I was like, she's 5'5". Five, five. I'm 5'7". Five, <laughs> she's like 5'2". Five, she, Vega is tiny. And I'm 5'7". And I think I'm tall for a girl. People are like, no, you you are plankton still. <laughs> You're a Pokemon, Cressa. <laughs> Man, regardless, uh, just good match between Kylan King and Taylor Wilde. Uh, the running shotgun dropkick gets the win along mm. with this reverse neck breaker yeah. that Taylor Wilde is doing. And it's so simple and it's so good. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I like what's going on for both women here. You got Kylan King, who's making her debut, has a great opportunity ahead of her to maybe get more work with Impact mm-hmm. Wrestling if she so chooses. And you got Taylor Wilde with a new gimmick that honestly may work a little bit better than her old one where she was coming out and yelling, get wild. And thank God they changed the theme music. It's still a mistake that didn't use Jado. Let's get loud. Like, let's get wild. <laughs> that would have been funny. Also, too, I would like to see this character get more developed. And I think that's the type of character that should be Killer Kelly. Two spooky girls, but this spooky girl might change Killer Kelly. Because I want Killer Kelly to do more. Because I'm not completely sold on it. But I do like the two spooky vibes. But this is not super spooky like Rosemary, if that makes sense. No, that does make sense. This is a... Rosemary is the... is, is. Is she the occult? She's like she's she's horror based, mm-hmm. whereas Taylor Wilde's gimmick is more rooted in like the occult and tarot card reading and witchiness, okay. um, yeah. which 
Yeah, I can, I can, I can kind of see a difference as long as they walk that line properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if you've got someone like Jimmy Jacobs working backstage who who does some of the creative, uh, probably be okay. All someone right. who knows his stuff. I trust uh, Impact. I can't wait to see where it goes. Exactly. And you know what? Uh, the only question I really have when it comes to this new Taylor Wild gimmick is why do we debut it now in December and not back in October? Maybe it still needed more time to bake. Maybe she didn't want to do that gimmick going into fighting Mickey James. I yep. mean, hey, Halloween, maybe she get the crap beat out of her. Hallelujah. She's not a saint. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, looking forward to it. I think both women put on a good show. And again, ETI goes back to having really, really solid matches. Uh, go check it out. It's on the YouTube channel. It's free. It's towards the end. It's usually about 40 minutes into the show, mm-hmm. just before our good pal, George Iceman. Anyway. Let's move into the Impact Show, the actual Impact Show. Uh, we open up with Deanna Perrazzo and Giselle Shaw teaming up to take on Death Dolls in the Knockout title match. Death Dolls are freebirding the Knockouts World Tag titles, so you've got uh, you've got Rosemary and Jessica defending the tag titles. Taya is walking them down to the ring. When I saw that, I, I was surprised. How do you feel about uh, Death Dolls kind of teaming interchangeably as to who can be uh, walking in with those tag titles? I thought it was curious because before, like they had mentioned on commentary, Jessica was Jessica Havoc, for those of you who don't know, and she was teaming with Rosemary. Whatever happened to Jessica happened, and now she's sick, but there was no tension. There was nothing. They were working seamlessly. I like the idea of them being Freebird. So many other trios, mainly men tag teams or factions, will just, it doesn't matter. New Day is a good example. It doesn't matter. We'll pick one. Uh, I want to even go ahead and say SCU was kind of like that. It doesn't matter. Either one of us can, you know, go ahead and represent. So I think it's great. It shows a different dynamic. I would love to see Rosemary and Taya, but I think it's great. It could also be like the very beginning of little baby seeds of, What's going to happen between Rosemary and Jessica? Are they going to like to tag team more? Is Taya now going to feel left out? I love what they're doing with this story, honestly. I was skeptical in the beginning, and I was like, is it going to go this way? I hope not. And now I'm just like, you know what? I'm here for the ride. You guys are doing wonderful. I love it. So we'll fast forward to the end of the match because I actually really want to piggyback on what you're saying about enjoying Mm -hmm. it and how this is different. Uh, Death Dolls get the win. They retain their tag titles. And they do a different double team tag finish. So when it's Taya and Ro- and, Taya and, uh, and and Jessica, they do Taya kicks the back of Jessica, who does the sick kick or the sick Kishi driver. It's it always kills me to say this. <laughs> I can't say it. She's a clown for that, and I love it. <laughs> yes, Taya will kick the back of the opponent while she's in the while Jessica hits the Sikishi driver. And that'll be the finish when it's Taya and Jessica working together. In this case, you had Rosemary and Jessica. So the tag team finish was Jessica sitting Giselle Shaw down on her knee and then Rosemary hitting the ropes and then doing the spear on Giselle Shaw and then getting the pin and the victory. Uh, Post-match, as expected, Giselle Shaw and Deanna Perrazzo run into each other in the backstage, look at each other and say, never again. And they walk away. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think even commentary said the same thing. Like, well, I don't know what you thought was going to happen. Like, what did I like Giselle Shaw, but come on, girl, you're a clown for that. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? Give me Giselle Shaw any time of day in any configuration. And uh, she's always going to do a good job. So she's really good at like finding ways to shoehorn herself into something like oh, yeah. you ruined it girl but i love the delusion i love the delusion <laughs> it's really good stuff uh and then going back to the death dolls jessica's i i love the sick kick as, as most people do and that basement crossbody that she does 
is so good. It rules Piper Niven or Dewdrop in WWE. Uh, she does the same thing, and it always looks crisp. So seeing it, seeing Jessica do it, I think it's uh, it's really good stuff. So Death Dolls retain the Knockouts World Tag Team Championships. Giselle and Deanna are probably never going to be friends ever. I mean, listen, it's professional wrestling. Never say never. Stranger things have happened. Vince McMahon is still closely lost and once shook hands. <laughs> true. That's true. That was a good WrestleMania. It was the best WrestleMania of all time. That's right. Uh, backstage with Mickey, James, and Jordan Grace. Jordan's getting ready, and Mickey just sits down and says, I want to be Tasha Steele's. This is my match to beat Tasha. It's my rodeo. I want to do it myself. And then Jordan says, I will make sure that you get the job done, but I'm here to help you so that you can get the job done and make it to hard to kill. Um, I don't mind it. This plays into the match later on, and we're going to talk about that uh, when we get to the main event. But uh, they're, they're building little seeds of animosity between Mickey and Jordan Grace, and it's it's two faces having a match, but they are really driven by wanting to be the best and mickey's got more to more to prove than jordan grace does so there's uh there's some good stuff going on here i always find it funny because it's the second time mickey has mentioned it oh you don't think i could beat tasha tasha steals literally jordan grace has never said that all jordan grace said was i just want to make sure you make it to hard to kill she never said i don't think you could beat her clearly you've defined every expectation yeah, Tasha Steeles may have been the one to pin you before, but that don't mean nothing now. Deanna Parasso pinned you before. Chelsea Green pinned you before. You pin those girls now. So that literally means nothing. I think it's building the seeds of I'm in my head. You all think I can't beat Tasha Steeles. You think I can't beat this person. Like you said, it does play into the match later. But like literally, girl, nobody's saying that. Maybe the delusion is becoming too real. That's a, that's a theme of tonight's episode, delusion. Because yeah. there's a lot of delusional people tonight. I think when you and I inevitably give our predictions for this show, Mm -hmm. this match is going to be the one where we sit here and have no idea what to think or what to say. Yeah, because like even now it could go either way. I have a I have an inkling now, but I'm like, who knows? January thirteenth is still like two, three, four weeks away. So yeah. Absolutely. There's there's tons of time, tons of stories to be told. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricardo with a super chat saying, I just want to say happy holidays, y'all. Be safe. Happy holidays to you, Ricardo, and, and, and to everyone. Be safe and enjoy your time, whether it's with family or whether it's on your own. Just go and enjoy some time. Take out, take out the switch. Go lay on your bed and just do whatever you need to do. Celebrate whatever you want to celebrate. Eat the That's best right. foods. Tear up all your gifts. <laughs> I had a great burrito yesterday. That's That's the good foods right there. Happy holidays. Burritos for holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Burritos for everyone. Uh, Sammy Callahan's in the ring, and he's upset. Of course he is. We we had reference to this from Mr. Iceman earlier. Uh, He says, when I cut off the head of the snake, that being Eric Young, three Mm -hmm. more grew out. He says, Khan beat me. I got my ass beat. I beat angels. I got my ass beat. Calls out the design. And then out comes the design led by Diener. By the way, uh, for those of you who may have seen it, I have an interview with Diener coming out. He and I had a really, really good chat at Greek Town Wrestling in Toronto uh, this past Saturday. Yes. I asked him a lot of different questions. He's He's got a story about making Kevin Nash dance. The visual in my head is borderline Sami Zayn and borderline... Please, please don't take this out of context. Don't do my borderline Donald Trump. Just imagine Kevin Nash. No. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, when you hear this story, I swear to God, 
This is going to be, I think, I think a lot of people are going to laugh about this. Uh, some really good stuff. So, so I had a, a really great interview with Diener, but in this match or in, in this, in this segment, he comes out with the design, he's leading the design and Cody says, you know, I know the truth about you, Sammy, and it's, you're sick. You're not brave. And then he says, the sickness is simple. Every time Sammy Callahan steps in the ring, he sacrifices himself and mutilates his body and his bones for the people and the, their adoration and their love. And then he says, the people don't care about you. They never will. Until you realize that the poison of the sickness will continue to flow through your body. Diener says he has the antidote. For some reason, it's it's violence. And that's what Sammy does. Apparently, it's violence. Anyway, He's already violent. What? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Sammy says he's not here to fight the design. He's here to join them. It's not about a truce. He wants to join the design. Angels laughs him off and says, you know, it's not about strength and numbers. It's about who's in those numbers. Sammy's not the man he used to be. Sammy says he created the design by so- de facto created the design by softening Eric Young before the design took him out. Sammy says he wants the design, but the design wants Sammy. The answer is, is a resounding no, because Diener, Khan, and Angels beat the shit out of him. And then once again, as Diener pokes out Sammy's eyes, hits him with the DDT, he walks over him again and sits on him. That was a lot. What do you think of this segment? Where are we going with Sammy and the design? Because it's been a lot of twists and turns. I think Sammy absolutely hit the nail on the head that there's been a lot going on. So I feel two ways about this. I'm going to give y'all my positives first. Alan Angels is absolutely right. You can't just join Violent by Design. Diener got beat up for months. He was kidnapped, Guantanamo Bay style, for months. Even Khan and Alan Angels, even before we knew who they were, they were getting beat the hell up in that compound where Cody Diener got beat up. You can't just be like, well, I want to skip a step. Sign me up. Absolutely, it makes sense. Now I'm going to tell you what I don't like. If y'all was going to recruit him anyway, why not skip a step? <laughs> like, y'all are going to recruit y'all. You're like, We've got the cure to your sickness. It's violent. So you're going to jump him in? Yes. It makes it. Everybody went through it. You don't get a pass. Everybody went through. The only people who didn't go through that was Eric Young and Joe Doran. But they were already, we know what's up. So you can't just join. But at the same time, I feel like if we're going to that step anyway, why not just kidnap him at that point, lights out, and then take him to the combat and beat him up there? I don't see what's the point of stepping on him in the ring. Maybe break him down and build him back up, or maybe it was the way he approached it. You did not take out Eric Young for me. I took out Eric Young. I am the leader. I want there to be no confusion. So I liked it. I think it's great. On the one hand, it's like, why y'all beat him up? Y'all just going to take him in there anyway. But on the other hand, storyline-wise, you can't just say you want to join because you don't want to get beat up. Everybody gets beat up. Everybody gets beat up and not just once or twice. <laughs> Everybody gets beat up a few times, bro. This was such an interesting scenario because like we were talking about the top of the show and like George Eisman said, Sammy has no friends. Nobody likes Sammy Callahan and M.A. Sulco with a hover chat says, give us odd partners for Sammy before you pick the real ones. I need the design versus Sammy, Swingman and Zicky Dice. <laughs> nah, take it one step further. Go. And delirious and delirious. Those promos would be fire. <laughs> yes, I mean, Sammy, delirious, and Rich Swan. That's what I need. <laughs> Rich Swan would rather throw himself into a lake of fire. <laughs> Probably would too. Who else would be good? It's Sammy Callahan and Zicky Dice and Johnny Singer would be really funny. That's great. That'd be 10 out of 10. Joe Hendry. By the way, <laughs> shout out to, to M.A. Sulco who got us. A Yo. cameo from Joe Hendry. Uh, my it, week, bro. 
That was wonderful. It, it, with his permission, maybe we'll, we'll uh, maybe we'll post it out there for the masses. It was a really, really, really thoughtful, really awesome uh, cameo. Thank you from, so much. Yeah, we believe in Joe Hendry even more now. So thank you for that. But who? No Joe who Hendry else? on this show. Disgusting. I know. How could you do that? We'll talk about it later. Um, how can we? Well, I mean, Joe Hendry could be one of those. That's what I was saying. I think yeah. Joe Hendry would be a great idea. He... Moose and Macklin with Sammy Callahan. <laughs> After all that shit. It's just a triple threat match. Just a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, can you imagine if Joe Hendry and, um, and Sammy Callahan got together and follow me here and Sammy Callahan goes from the death machine to like right to censor. <laughs> And he oh, comes God. out in a suit. My name is Samuel Callahan. You will address me as such. I'm... Ooh. Ooh. And Susan is his intergender tag partner. Oh, is. my God. There it is. <laughs> so, okay. in seriousness, once upon a time, you and I were kind of positing the idea of Eric Young being mm-hmm. jumped out of violent by design and joining with Sammy because they've never done that. They've they've never been a tag team. They've faced or they have been a tag team. They hadn't faced each other. Regardless, they had history. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not going to happen now. But uh, I'm I'm wondering who could be that legitimate tag partner for Sammy Callahan. Maybe somebody new coming in. It could be someone new coming in. I I'm trying to think. I, just about everyone is tied up. With somebody in impact, like there's so almost everyone's in some sort of storyline uh, or or a tag team of some sorts. I would even go ahead and say the major players, just because they're trolls. You get with Sammy Callahan, <laughs> that would be awful. you use, but they, like, okay, tell me you can't see Matt Cardona using Sammy Callahan. Oh yeah, we'll bring you in to do your dirty work and then turn it on him in the end. So okay, this is. If we go back to Joe Henry, which is such, I know this is so weird to think about. I love so Joe, Joe Henry and Bupinder Gujar are friendly right now. Mm-hmm. They they have a they have a respect for each other. What if they go up against the design with Sammy Callahan? Just uh, three faces. I mean, think I don't think see about Gujar the promos. Think about the promos. Yes. But I don't see Guja helping Cal- Callahan. has the same problem Moose has. Nobody likes you, and that's your fault. I like this. Sammy needs a makeover, so it's Sammy, Giselle, Shaw, and Shai Vidal. <laughs> I mean, Giselle, Shaw ain't got no tag friends either. So okay. Sammy Zayda, Giselle, Shaw, Sammy Zay, sorry. Sammy Callahan and Giselle, Shaw, Jai Vidal, come on, baby. It's time to lace up them boots. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it. I like the idea. Either way, we'll find out where they kind of go with it. But uh, I don't know. There, there's so many interesting ways it can mm. go. The problem is, like, I'm just looking forward to, like, what's going on at Hard to Kill, and there's nobody who's not already tied up in something. Because Jonathan Gresham would be an interesting call, but then mm. you've got Eddie Edwards and Jonathan Gresham yeah. having their feud. Uh, you mentioned Delirious. Yeah, that's one. Yuya Yumura, uh, we're about to talk about him. That's a guy that could come out in defense of... Black Taurus Crazy Steve. Oh, no, he's fighting uh, Trey Miguel. Oh, he's got Trey. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that Crazy Steve can't come out and be a friend to Sammy. And then Black Taurus later. What do you think about Decay accepting Sammy? Because Sammy would fit in with Decay to to a lesser extent. I could see him saying the way he is and them beefing with like a high-tier profile um, faction. Maybe. I don't know if I'm there. I'd have to see, I'd have to see it play in my head more. But the uh, the idea of doing uh, of doing Crazy Steve and Black Taurus with 
Sammy works because it's hard to kill. I have to assume it's going to be the one-on-one mm-hmm. Diener and Sammy. And then someone just needs to even out the odds for them afterwards. So that's when DK could come out, assuming Black Taurus had his match or whatever it is. Even if it's just crazy, Steve comes out and, and evens out the odds somehow. I think there's something there, but yeah. I guess we'll find out come hard. to We'll definitely find out the first. Well, I feel like the first impact of January is really going to set the tone about what hard to kill is going to be. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's go backstage with Josh Alexander and Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer's waiting by the door. He was waiting there all day for Josh like a lost puppy. Uh, Josh says he saw last week's confrontation with Bully Ray. And he never wanted to believe Dreamer would lead him into Bully's trap. Dreamer says, or, sorry, Josh says that Dreamer also has a ton of baggage from his experiences with Bully and he doesn't need it weighing him, weighing him down as well. Uh, Josh Alexander says he only cares about his family and being the impact world champion. And now those two are intertwined. So Josh says dreamer is just here because he wants an apology to feel vindicated. So if he needs to hear it, here it is. I apologize. And he walks away saying, leave me alone. Uh, this is a really good segment. Unfortunately for me, I was just like, now I know what's going to happen. But what did you think of the segment just on its head, the acting, the quality between Josh and dreamer? (laughs) Completely understand where Josh Alexander's coming from. I get it. You tried to help, but every time you try to help, it turns to poop. No, thank you. I'm not mad at you. Don't do that boo-boo, bee-boo. If you need to hear me say sorry, I don't care. I forgive you. Go away. I understand where he's coming from. In that moment, I I am him. He is me. We are one. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it because for weeks you were like, no, just give him a chance. And then you got got. And then you want to try to apologize. Like, I don't care, bro. Like, whatever it needs, whatever you you want to hear that I hate you, I hate you. You want to hear that I love you, just go away. Just go away. And for someone where the story is, he continuously has to channel his anger or rechannel mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. This is what someone on the edge would do, would just be like, whatever you need to hear. Sure, whatever. Get out of my face mm-hmm. or I'm going to blow my top. Uh, and, and that plays into the conversation later uh, when we get to that promo and that segment with Bully Ray and Josh, and then later on in the night. Uh, they play a, a recap of Ace of Bays in Japan that's going to play in later when they announce a big match for Hard to Kill, which I'm looking forward to. But let's talk about this match of the night. Speedball Mike Bailey takes on Yuya Yumura. I heard that this match was great. This really... Th- th- hearing about it didn't do it justice. The match itself was so, so good. And this was Yuya's coming out party and impact in my opinion uh what did you think about bailey and yuya and just give me give me your general thoughts i'll give you some highlights the big arm drag in the beginning from you he literally yeeted speedball over him he got so much height 10 out of 10 the big double knees that followed right after that from um speedball onto yuha on the from the standing somersault and just gave that man the knees to the chest disgusting Ultima Weapon always makes me sick because I, I feel that. It's such a good move, but eh, anything with the knees looks disgusting. Um, yeah, the match overall I thought was good. It was, it was a lot stiffer than what I thought it was going to be. Like commentary put over the whole match. Dude had just had his match with um, Alexander two weeks ago. Took a week off even. And now he's coming back and he's targeting parts of uh, Yuha's body. I think his ankle he was targeting. But Yuha was targeting right back. Like, don't play with me. I'm, I may be new, but I'll beat you up. <laughs> it was a great match. I liked it. It was yeah. my match of the night, but it was pretty up there. Yuya's facials are so yes. good. And he takes a face full of boot from, from uh, Bailey 
and he just looks like he ate shit and the whole night yeah he's just he's eating it so well he's taking everything he's so crisp is yamura Mm -hmm. that honest to god i've said this before but i'll say it again if he continues to have the build of his career that goes the way it's going right now he could be legitimately the next hiroshi tanahashi in new japan pro wrestling that's a and that's 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 high uh high praise because Tanahashi ran that show for so long and they're going to be looking soon for someone to bring that company, yeah. you know, back up to those, uh, to those days. And we'll see Yuya right now is, he's very young. He's learning, but like, he's got the look. He's a good looking dude. He's a great wrestler. He's really learning the style. And this match with Bailey, I mean, Bailey gave him everything. Speedball yeah. gave him everything. Yuya looked so good at one point. He catches Bailey while he's doing that windmill kick we call around the world. Uh-huh. And then what does Bailey do? He just slaps him until all of a sudden Yuya hits him with a double underhook overhead suplex. Wild. Just a really solid match. Eventually, Speedball gets the lung blower and that turns the tide, hits the ultimate weapon, gets the win. But the story of the match was that it was Yuya Yumura's standout match. Yeah. And then after that, we had Kenny King show up on the screen. He's at CMLL in Arena Mako saying, Instead of being in Florida, where they don't deserve him or his talent, I'm going to keep shining in Mexico. Sure. Why not? Pretty. Uh, it, it was just a way to, to continue the King and Speedball story. Uh, anything you want to add to that part? I will agree with commentary on this. And I know this is like a big thing for people, but I do want to see Yuha versus Shibata. Because they were like that. It There are shades of each person. And I didn't have the pleasure of seeing Shibata wrestle live besides that one Orange Cassidy match. And I think he did another match against Danielson over in AEW. I could be wrong. But they were still fantastic matches. And that guy is stiff. So as this young man progresses, Yuamara, I would love to see that sort of thing but to already compare him to someone like that like you said tanahashi that's high praise like okada's the next is like it's like jesus is <laughs> new japan jesus yep. at that point so it's like he's got a bright future ahead of him and i love to see him and especially in impact where i feel like if you are new they give you as much shine rather than any other company this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. 
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He has a bright future. Also, I didn't like that end promo from Kenny King. It kind of said a lot of nothing. He did. He actually, you're right. And I'm glad that you pointed that out. He said a lot of words with zero substance. He said, I'm here in Mexico. And he said, he started talking about Florida and then talking about speedball, but his, his sentences didn't connect. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out. Like, okay, you're here to say, don't forget about me. Okay. Pretty much. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, sure. You're working CMLL, but how would you work? You want to work triple A instead? They're bigger. <laughs> I don't Not know. y'all being shady. <laughs> just a bit, but that's just me. Uh, Dobby the Brain Heenan with a super chat saying, Yuya versus Speedball <clears throat> ruled, thought it was Yuya's best showing to date in Impact, and Speedball delivered as always. Yuya is a future ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Everything that we just said, yep. absolutely echoed 100%. I think uh match was great, and we are. We're, we're on the right track with Yuya now. It took a little bit of time. I think people need to get uh, used to him as a character, as a person, and as a style. So this was this was the best showing yeah. so far. Uh, and Jester Designs kicks us with the super chat saying, hello, Joel and Cresta. Always a pleasure seeing your tweets and TikToks. Hope you have a great holiday. We hope yours is also wonderful and great. I'm not on TikTok, but Cresta certainly is. <laughs> Thank you for checking out my TikToks. If you guys like yuck yucks and laughs about wrestling, I save all my uh, professional opinions for professional wrestling for Thursdays. If you want debauchery, Mondays and Wednesdays, Fridays too sometimes. <laughs> and if you want all your scoops, you can head over to FIFOSelect.com and for the best five bucks in the business, you're getting all the exclusive news. You're getting all the good scoops. You're getting Ask Grapsity that ran today. They went almost two hours with your questions, with their answers and their comments and paywall Phil, if you know, you know. You can also find out a little bit more. Why is WWE airing a best of Raw this Monday instead of a taped edition of Monday Night Raw? Well, you'll find out the answer over on FightfulSelect.com and you can vote on our Fightful Awards the best everythings of the year. There Heck will yeah. be an award show hosted by Sean Ross Sapp, by Denise Salcedo, and by Will Washington. They're going to do that in the new year. And then myself and Jeremy Lambert are probably going to clown on that by doing a post show to the award show because that's just what we do on Fightful Overbooked. But until then, go over to FightfulSelect.com. Give it, give it, maybe it's a Christmas present for somebody. I don't know. Maybe it's a holiday present. I don't care what it is. Give it to somebody who, who wants their wrestling news and wants it right. FightfulSelect.com. Let's keep going, shall we? Yes. <laughs> Heath Rondo and the major players and Motor City Machine Guns are backstage. Everybody gets title match. They're all standing in front of Scott Demore's doors. Major, major, the Motor City Machine Guns. There's too many M's in this. There whole, was a lot. There was a too lot. Many things going on. Motor City Machine Guns come out of Scott Demore's office and say, "You get a title shot, and you get a title shot." Talking to Heath and Rhino and major players, and then Ace of Base also gets a title shot. 
And then I love it. You hear in the background, uh, uh, Brian Myers is just like, we have to go to Japan. That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, those two are the best words. Like, they remind me of two goofy brothers who are the worst. Like, my name's Chet. <laughs> my name's Billy. You guys are meatheads. <laughs> I'm a vegan. I don't even eat meat. <laughs> That's those oh. two through and through. And I love it. <laughs> so stupid and so silly. This whole segment is silly and stupid, but I loved it. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns say they're sick and tired of having the eyes in the back of their heads. So now it's a four-way elimination tag match at Hard to Kill for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. Uh, next week, they're going to run Saban versus Cardona, which I love. And Cardona's like, you can't make that match. You don't have the authority. So they open the door to Scott Demore's office. Saban walks one foot in and makes the match and says, I have the power. And then, <laughs> and then he walks off and they're just like, that's how it works. He's not the boss. So it's good to know that if I ever go into my boss's office, I am the boss now. I don't know. I listen. I saw that Twitter exchange between you and Sean Ross. I don't think that's gonna go the way you think. It's not Scott Demore. The inmates run the prison. Man. <laughs> Can't even host the post Ross show. I get it. He said, "Yeah, I need a host. You got crusts." I'm like, "Uh, I'll ride for you. If Joel can't do it, I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how much are you paying? Wait a minute. I'm sell out Cresta. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you should sell out now. Take that money. What are you doing? What's happening? Oh, man. Emmy Soko with the Humper Chat saying, should Ace of Bays get the belts in a multi-team match or should they save it till they are the focus? That's a good question. Um, how do you feel? Ace of Bays coming back from a very, very hot New Japan Junior Tag League run. Uh, do you think they should be coming back to Impact? as winning a big multi-person match or do you think that the focus should be on them doing something as a one-on-one tag match or i guess two-on-two in this case i don't think it really matters because if they win in this multi-match setting it'll still be about them at the end of it if they go on a tear i don't think they should lose after just going on a tear in new japan that doesn't make sense yeah it'll suck to play hot potato with the tag team championships but motor city machine guns will be fine major players are like I just said, they're one of those teams that are so dumb that you just love them. No matter what they do, they'll be fine. They could be a huge thorn in the side or even like a measuring stick for Ace of Base. I think Ace of Base actually pinning Saban and Shelly would be ideal here. I think that one will lead to the other no matter how you do it. But I, I think having them take it in this multi-man match is the way to go and focus them for doing it after. Because I don't think they should lose after going. Like you can't win an impact. You go overseas, but you can't win here. I personally, I think Ace of Bay should win the New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Titles, mm-hmm. not the Impact Tag Titles yet. They will eventually. I think you that think the major proven. players should win it. No, I think that this case, Motor City Machine Guns should retain the tag titles. I think we've had a lot of flip flopping lately with the tag mm-hmm. titles. We've talked about this before, going through who's won and just how the stories have kind of not made the titles. It's time to rebuild the titles, and Motor City Machine Guns are the right tag team to do that for now and then have them have if anything motor city machine guns drops the new japan strong titles to ace of base that i'm fine with because they just had a great strong new japan run Uh so why not cap it off with having like the what is essentially new japan usa which is i guess it's a developmental territory for new japan if you think about it but i don't know if you consider it that but i think people have had a lot of exposure to ace of base as a japan team right now as a bullet club new japan team i'll have you know joel i don't get paid to think so i don't 
<laughs> Dobby the Brain Heenan with the Super Chat says, I like the four-way. It makes sense. The major players have momentum. Heath and Rhino need a rematch. Ace of Bays are racking up the wins in Japan, as we were just talking about. And Motor City Machine Guns are welcoming all comers. And there you go. I agree. Literally what you just said. Yep. <laughs> it works for me. And, and I just saw that Super Chat, so I'm not ripping you off, Dobby. Hey. I, swear <laughs> not. I swear I'm not doing it. But instead... We'll move forward. We'll talk about John Schuyler and Jason Hotch, the brother brothers. They were going to take on Ziggy Dice and Sling Man. Not so fast, though. Uh, first of all, I love the gimmick for Skylar and Hotch is that they're good workers and they're good brothers. And they do the, oh my God, it's so stupid. It's somebody had said last week, it's a ripoff of Scissor Me Daddy ass. No, it's not. But let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with hand gestures and a slogan with your thing. Scissor Me Daddy ass is great. This is great too. This is just as good. And you can't teach that is just as good. There's a place for all of it. That's what I'm trying to say. This is really fucking funny. I don't care. Little hands. So people need to understand that when wrestling was its most carny, that was the handshake that wrestlers would do to each other. (laughs) Because the idea is good hands working lightly. And that's the that's that's funny. That's the point of the stupid handshake. That's that's 10 out of 10. That's up there with Orange Cassidy. I, good I, I'm so good, I don't try. There you go. Good hands working lightly. In other words, you can trust me. I'm not only a good wrestler, I'm not only a good hand, but I work lightly. So you won't feel it. When I when I set you down, you will not feel it. I am so softest good. Softest hands in the business. <laughs> softest hands, softest slams, whatever it is, I do it. And that's what Skylar and Hotch are trying to be as this new stupid, hilarious tag I love team. It. And then Bully shows up as Swingman is making his entrance. And he's in the stupid car. <laughs> and all, he just he starts with the down and then Bully Ray's music starts and he goes, and away! And Yo, it is goes, so funny because you oh. see Zicky Dice's face is like, okay, we're going this way now. Sorry, sorry, it's like to convenience you later. <laughs> I absolutely love it. When Hotch and these other guys didn't do the same thing. If I saw Bully Ray coming, oh, gotta go. My match is over. Yeah, it was perfect. So Bully comes down uh, he attacks Hotch and Skyler, tosses Skyler out. He zip ties Hotch to the rope, grabs his chain, teases that he's gonna beat the shit out of out of Hotch, and then he calls out Josh Alexander and he says, "By the way, I love your wife Jade's OnlyFans account." Listen, after all the shenanigans I've seen, y'all could be mad, but you're putting money in my family's pocket. You may love I- it, but I'm getting your dollars, so your check is my check, nerd. There you go. <laughs> Out comes Josh Alexander with a chair after he's basically bully says like Hotch's career is in the hands of Alexander and no one's here to save him. So then Josh Alexander comes out. He's got the chair. He clips the zip ties and then Hotch and Skylar grab Josh and they allow bully to hit Alexander and then zip tie him to the ring. So it's a big old double cross. Hotch and Skylar are working with bully Ray. They zip tie him to the ropes. They're aligned with him. Tommy dreamer shows up, takes down Hotch and Skylar, but bully hits him in the Yo, if you want to do critical damage every time to any wrestler, yam bag shots. Bro, <laughs> why, don't, why don't y'all wear cups? <laughs> you should have worn cup. Go down to Dick's and get yourself a cup. <laughs> it's not that hard. Taz my balls and then a pile driver to Tommy Dreamer. Come on now. every Yo, bro, at, at some point. Everyone has had a feud with your balls in wrestling. Put on a cup. <laughs> and this is my favorite part. Bully says, but Bully, he, he, he goes, give me, give me a table. 
And then he stops and says, no, 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 wait, give me a ladder. And he's talking to Hodge and Skyler. He's like, give me a table. No, 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 give me a ladder. But that's when the crowd on? was really like, we want tables. Yes. They will go a ham, ham. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So then Bully takes the ladder. He smashes Dreamer with it, grabs the chair, hits the ladder with Dreamer under it, teases hitting Josh in the head, and then he stops and instead hits Dreamer under the ladder again and then turns to Josh and says, tell your wife I said hello. Um, really good segment. Cresta, again, we, we've said this so many times. This match is not going to be the Josh Alexander special. Uh-huh. It was never going to be the match where it's a good wrestling match. It was always going to become this. I love that we're there. Before I get your thoughts, I'm just going to go backstage with Josh. He says, Dreamer, they say Dreamer's on his way to the hospital. He's going to be fine. They're both upset. And then Josh is feeling remorse because he got angry and he's like, everything happened because of me. Scott says Dreamer's doing what he thought was right. So it's not Josh's fault. And then eventually they make the match official. It's going to be full metal mayhem and hard to kill between Josh Alexander and bully Ray for the impact world championship. Scott mentions that Josh's emotions have kept it. They've been working on keeping them in check until now, but now it's time to throw them out the window, show them a Josh Alexander who's angry and hateful and violent. Scott wants Josh to take out bully Ray, but until then you're both being sent home until hard to kill. You're done. That's it. What did you think of the segment within the ring and then the backstage where they made the announcement for the match being Full Metal Mayhem? I really did not see. This was the second time this uh, this episode I yelled out, what the fuck out loud. The first time was when Sammy Callahan was like, let me join. I was like, wait a minute, what? I wasn't expecting that to go out that way. And this way too, when Hosh and, um, I'm sorry, when Skylar and Hotch turned on Josh, just like for weeks. We have said, don't trust bully, trust bully. And what are you guys doing? Trust and bully you, bro. What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay. Now, when it comes to Josh Alexander, everyone keeps saying that he has to keep his emotions in checks. Maybe I'm missing some sort of story arc where Josh Alexander was a loose cannon. Maybe he was on a losing spree many moons ago. So maybe you could fill me in. Cause that's really one of my notes. Ask Joel about his anger problem. <laughs> Because Josh Alexander is now blaming himself like, oh, I got Tommy Dreamer messed up. Bro, that's not your fault. Tommy Dreamer is the worst NPC right now. He's worse than a ref. He go out there and looks and then he falls. Like, bro, like he's Tommy Dreamer is not your fault. So, But but he is. But he is. Okay, he is and he isn't. Mm -hmm. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. ahead. Because he, he, Tommy, he feels bad because Tommy has always just been a nice person and he got stuck getting in head games with bully ray and so bully is really the crux of the situation the crux of the problem so when dreamer got taken out really it was it was bully ray who took him out and the npc got taken out by the bad guy and it's because of the good guy being so flippant and being such a dick towards this npc as we're calling dreamer that that's that's how it went no I, and you know what in this case i think you're right npc is the perfect <laughs> is the perfect explanation for tommy dreamer he's just there he is he, he's a piece on the chessboard and he mm-hmm. got taken out by bully ray instead of protected by king josh alexander in this case let's say it's a chess match so that's yeah, where but, we're at but even with that being said again it, it goes back to two things hodge why of uh, hodge and um skylar why are you trusting bully ray you already know you can't trust them, number one. Young number kids, two. Young kids trying to make an impact. True. I do respect Scott DeMore saying that both y'all are home until hard to kill. But 
I go back to that Bully Ray promo. You could call me all these things, but you hired me, Scott. So Bully Ray's doing Bully bully Ray stuff. I mean, do what's best for business. I get your point, but at the same time. So this is where I have a... This this is where my my inner Vince Russo bro 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 bro, bro. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put the angle on its head bro we're gonna swerve them bro this is where my my inner this is what could happen I love this yes shit. Scott Scott brought in Bully Ray mm-hmm. that's been a, a topic of conversation from Bully throughout this whole thing this whole ordeal did Scott Demore get conned by Bully Ray? Or is Scott in on the con and he's going to cost Josh Alexander the title? Because, yes, Scott was telling Josh this whole time, keep your anger in check. And that's worked so far. Now Scott's telling Josh, lay it all out there. Go go beat the shit out of Bully Ray. Because Scott's going to cost Josh Alexander the title and Bully's going to win the world title in Full Metal Mayhem. Which I know a lot of people right now are hearing this and they're like, Throwing their heads back and groaning. I don't like that, but I don't love it either. But if there's a larger story to be told, I might be okay with it. I don't. I don't need. I don't want Bully Ray as my Impact World Champion in 2023. But if there's a story to be told in quick succession, I do not want this dragged out. If there's a story to be told quickly, I might be okay with it. And the story is Scott did this. Scott was in on it all along. Scott caused bully ray to do like he he okayed a master plan or, or um, josh alexander just beats the shit out of bully ray and that's the last we see of him which again i don't mind josh alexander beats the shit out of all of the impact past champions and becomes the best impact champion ever i'm picking up what you putting down my only gripe and my only complaint with it is with all due respect to impact wrestling name a time where they did something that was really quick the world tag title scene, the women's knockouts tag title scene. Wow! <laughs> Imagine getting an answer to your question and not liking it, Cresta. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I'm like, girl, look at what happened. On. I had so many examples for you. And then you're like, well, there's this. I was like, oh. My mom, don't feel so bad. My mom did that the other day to me. And uh, afterwards, she's like, well, it was bound to happen sometime where I put my foot in my mouth like that. <laughs> Thank you for um, giving me your trauma. Trickle down trauma. <laughs> you're welcome. My therapist is off for the next month. So you're the, you're taking over. How do I get dragged into this? <laughs> so the the larger conversation here is, how do we tie up bully and Scott is uh-huh. I'm willing. If they just say to me, bully came in and told Scott, I am a renewed man. And Scott took him at his word. It's as easy as that. And then we move on after this match and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But they got to get us there first. They got to explain that Scott did it because he felt like he could trust bully himself and he got turned around. Yeah. I mean, or, that seems to be the case. It seems to be, but we, they haven't outright said it yet. True. And that's where that's where the that's where the problem lies. So they either got to say it or they're going to have to move forward and they're going to have to do something like what I just mentioned, where it turns out Scott was working with bully. They're going to screw Josh out of the title, but then someone's got to come back and win it. And I don't know how you get to that point. Yeah, I don't like the idea of hot potatoing it, though, from Alexander to bully to maybe the next person. I think Josh's title reign deserves more respect than that. If that if makes there's, sense. Well, we said the same thing about speedball, and that's true. Mm, true, true, and, true. But, but 
but we were right. And I think most people will agree. Like now we were right, but like fans and their yeah. feeling towards how this played out with speedball, they were right. It wasn't the best because we've got Frankie Kazarian and that whole nothing, the big yeah. nothing burger. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I'm sure that people in the comments and in the chat are going to give us their, their ideas and, and I'm willing to listen. Yeah. But, uh, those are the two ways that I see this thing going. Josh wins, bully wins. If bully wins, there's shenanigans. If Josh wins, it's just the good guy overcoming the bad guy. And it happens to be a former impact world champion, which is like the Josh Alexander story. Okay. That could work too. That could work too. Again, the big story for the longest time has been Josh Alexander can't keep his anger in check, but then he does in the big match and he wins. Now he's Did he have an anger problem? Yeah, that's the idea. He does. When? Always. Something always sets him off. Something always makes him angry and makes mm. him get involved in a fight before a title match of some sorts. Okay. Because the way they're making it sound is like he had like a big shot before this run. Maybe I'm thinking sometime when he was in the North and he did something where his anger got the best of him. And because he was able to keep his anger in check and exercise option C, he was able, that's the way they're framing it. So that's why I'm confused. Like, did he do something for people to say he had an anger problem or he's just an angry dude? Cause anyone's an angry dude. When he came back, when he signed his contract, mm-hmm. he hopped in, he beat up Moose. And that was the start of the, Josh versus Moose storyline because Moose was the world champion mm-hmm. after he had defeated Josh and sent him away for a few months. Like that was, and then there was the whole is Josh resigning with Impact storyline that came from that, and there was a bit of that because um, they needed uh, they needed Josh to rebuild, mm-hmm. and then they needed him to keep his anger in check so he's not going after Moose at all the shows. So there was a bit of that, but also Moose was being the shit of him and his family. So, but it's Moose. Like, Moose and, know, and Moose and Sammy Moose. Callahan, nobody likes those two, and they did it to themselves. Don't feel bad. <laughs> I do like the idea that uh, Josh wins and then Macklin comes in and beats the shit out of Josh Alexander. We're going towards Macklin. That's the thing. Yeah. Once you remember that Macklin is part of this, and we're about to talk about that, about Macklin, uh, that's a big part of it. So I can very, very much see it being Josh wins, Steve Macklin is next in line. Absolutely. Let's talk about that. Josh is out of the picture. Let's he's he's out of the picture until January 13th. Don't think about him. Don't talk about him. Out of your head, buddy. Anyway, Steve Macklin and Rich Swan go to a double count out. This is a really fun match. Big man, littler guy. They have a really good time. Uh, at the end, what is it? Is a there's a somersault sent on from Swan onto Macklin. <laughs> And then referee's counting to 10. Macklin doesn't care. Beats the shit out of Swan. Uh-huh. And then they do, a, he puts his hands on the ref, does Macklin, threatens him. Security comes out. Macklin decks one. And then they do a pull apart brawl. So many expletives and so many death threats. Cresta Star, talk to me about Macklin and Swan. Rich Swan ain't deserve that. Rich Swan just came out here to dance and wrestle. And Macklin just ragged all this poor man. And I will say commentary did put over Rich Swan saying that, oh, he has this fighting spirit. You can't knock him out. Yes. Him and Eddie Edwards, it takes a lot. Even Sammy Callahan, it takes a lot to like make these guys stay down. But Macklin had it from the bell to the end. I thought it was a double DQ. And plus him choking out the ref. Impact refs really don't do nothing, for better or for worse. They don't do nothing. Why are you choking out the ref, bro? Like, leave him alone. Either way, I thought it was a good display of where Macklin's at, his head is at. I don't care if you're going to tell me we at 10. I He could have pinned him in the ring maybe like what? I think 
three or four minutes before that, but he decided not to pin Swan to just brutalize him. And then at the end, sending it over the edge and Swan trying to fight back as hard as he could, I think it does speak volumes to Macklin's headspace. Like you said, going into hard to kill. After, let's say, presumably Alexander beats Bully Ray, and even if Bully Ray beats Alexander in some stretch of the imagination, Macklin is still inevitable like Ace Austin. He will be there, and he's going to beat up whoever wins. And I believe he's going to beat them the bleep up. There were, enough, there were enough of those tonight, so you yes. got one too. Uh, <laughs> Macklin and Swan at Hard to Kill would be a fun match. Don't mm-hmm. know what they call it. Maybe they'll do some sort of like, I don't know, boot camp, bag them and tag them match. Something, something I don't know. I don't think that's happening. I think Swan is going to be boo-boo-bee-boo, don't die, Uncle Ben, but that's it. I think they'll do Swan and Macklin, but I think they'll have Swan get the upper hand going into the match. And then Macklin gets the win. And then comes out again at the end of the night? There you go. Okay, 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 okay. I, I would mean. open up if they open up with a Macklin match or if Macklin's just not on the card at all, then I have a feeling Macklin will come out at the end of hard to kill. I think that they don't have a match at hard to kill. I think he just comes out at the end of hard to kill. Time will tell, but uh, they, they do have to get through this Swan story because they're going to, they're definitely going to match up again. They're going to have to, they did a lot. They did a lot to set it up that they're going to have to finish it off somehow. They got a whole week. They're going to be with their family. I guess they, they, they'll do a street fight. I don't know. I, and again, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. We'll find out next year. I guess. Exactly. <laughs> Edward Edwards is backstage. This promo is so hokey and so stupid. He's talking to the camera, which is just, this is where it gets great. So he's shouting at the camera. He's like, I don't understand why my past keeps coming after me. I don't get it. And then yeah, he's like, I'm standing up for myself. It's a righteous deal. And then his wife, Lisha shows up, Lisha shows up and says, you heard a lot of people on this righteous endeavor. I support you, but you have to confront your past instead of ignoring it, and you have to take it head on. You have to beat Jonathan Gresham at Hard to Kill for in order for your past to be behind you. And then she says the line again. And then, jo- sorry, not Josh. Uh, Eddie Edwards makes an allusion to burying Jonathan Gresham, therefore his past, like he buried PCO. And then he says, we can move on together. Lisha's never been a great actress, first of all. Another one. <laughs> and, mm. and on top of that, <laughs> I love how this promo where Eddie Edwards is talking into a camera, he's talking to the audience, he's addressing the audience, turns into him addressing his partner who has suddenly walked in. It's, it's very poorly set up. I don't know what to think of it. It just, other than I hated it. I just didn't <laughs> like it. I didn't care for that. It was very high school. We're doing a movie for our final project. And um, it's the both of them together. Unfortunately, it's the both of them together. I don't understand. I Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know what Jonathan Gresham has to do with Eddie Edwards. But Eddie Edwards has been in impact as long as the day has been long. So I don't know. I don't get it. Um, the, the, you- the, the connection is Eddie Edwards and Gresham is honor no more. Gresham being the ring of honor world champion before he dropped that title to Claudio. But like there, there is a connection. It's a very loose one from Gresham's last impact appearance. More power to you. PCL is going to come and interfere. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's, all it is. That's all it is. And I'm just sitting here. Just like, burial jokes, references, allusions, PCO coming back. All right. Jonathan Gresham about to waiting. beat you up. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. They announced it hard to kill, like we said, the four-way for the tag titles. 
Uh, they announced Black Taurus versus Trey Miguel. I'm looking forward to that rematch. That's going to be so much fun mm-hmm. uh, for the Knockouts World Championship. We know that Mickey James takes on Jordan Grace in the last rodeo match. We'll talk about that in the tag team main event. And then for the world title, it's now Full Metal Mayhem, Josh Alexander, Bully Ray. We're not going to see them again until the 13th of January. Whew. Let's Come talk about Grace. this main event. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Tasha Seals and Evans, they're teaming up. Taking on Mickey James and Jordan Grace. Uh, listen, it's the last row to a rule. So if Mickey loses, she retires. So clearly, she's not going to lose, right? I mean, she was bucking up when she saw the fight. She's like, no, I'll start this, Jordan. And then yes. got beat up the whole match. You know, I, and I like that they did that. I like that they had Mickey get beat up the entire time. The storytelling in this match was solid. Mm-hmm. It was a good match. Uh, inevitably, Mickey wins. But it's because Jordan Grace tags herself in blindly. Hits a spine buster on Savannah Evans, hits a muscle buster on Tasha Steeles, gets the pin, gets the win. Mickey's pissed. They argue. Mickey super kicks Jordan Grace, walks out. Grace is upset. That's impact. But talk to me about this match because there is a lot of storytelling in there. So go ahead. So Mickey James is a great seller. She's someone else too that when she's getting beat up, I really think Mickey James is about to die. Like, stop, bro. She is really good at that. I will say that. It does leave a little wiggle room. It's like, yeah, Mickey, you might have beat me up, but you didn't beat up nor pin Evans or Steels. Jordan tagging herself in. At that point, I kind of felt like, Jordan, the time for that was earlier, but you were also laid out too. She was fine. She kind of had it at that point, so you wanted to tag yourself in just in case. I get it. You got to add some heat to the match. Like you said, two baby faces versus two baby faces. Sometimes can be very wet fart so i enjoyed it the storytelling was great i'm i am of the of the mind that jordan grace is going to beat up mickey james maybe mickey james snaps maybe she snaps and retires but i am of the, i am of the mind jordan grace is going to with respect beat the crap out of mickey james mickey james loses the match leaves impact wrestling shows up at the wwe royal rumble along with her husband nick aldis I mean, Sorry. it's a reign of terror you've never seen before. I'm not gonna hold you with all due respect. I don't, I don't know why she would go back. Maybe because Hunter's in in place. But I remember when they let her go. They sometimes stuff in a plastic bag. That's that's a different type of disrespect. They did, but also keep in mind what happens a year later. She showed up at the 2022 Royal Rumble wearing that mm-hmm. Impact Women's World Championship. So it's not improbable. But also, maybe she'll make an appearance one last Royal Rumble. I don't know. When we give our predictions for Hard to Kill, like we said at the beginning of the show, I think we're going to vacillate. I think we're going to go back and forth over who wins this match because there's a lot on the table and there are a lot of ways that you can go. And there are certain faces that we haven't seen in a little while that might get involved before, after, during the match to make things a lot more interesting. Tommy Dreamer comes back and is the World Impact Champion. About time. That's it. I don't know what to do. I don't know. We'll see. We'll and then he Tommy gets pinned Dreamer. by Johnny Swinger. And Ooh, then Johnny finally. Swinger gets double-crossed by Zicky Dice because they got heat. I mean, Zicky's got heat with everybody. <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about, please go to Zicky Dice's Twitter. If you like pineapple <laughs> on your pizza, you got heat. Y'all got heat. <laughs> if you stand in line for your paycheck too long, we got heat. We got heat. <laughs> That's right. We don't have heat, but we are not here next week. Because they're running a best of on impact. We'll be back on January 5th, I think. They haven't told us that they're running a regular show. I guess we'll find out. Regardless, 
Cressa, it's time we get out of here. Where can the people find you on the internet? Much like next week, you won't be able to find me this Saturday on Gaming Gone Weird because we are also taking that day off for Christmas. Christmas. But you can find me anywhere. You can type Cresta Star, C-R-E-S-T-A-S-T-A-R-R on the interwebs, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Oh, my. On Twitter, you can find me here at Cresta the Star. Um, for as long as Twitter is up, I don't think they're long for this world. But who knows? Stranger things can happen. Um, and also every Thursday, I am here with you, with Joel. Right here, Joel. We're here. We cover Impact Wrestling every Thursday. I love it when you guys show up, but I also love it when Joel tells me where I can find him. Where can I find you, Joel? Sitting in my office, all alone, <laughs> crying myself to sleep at night. Uh, no, I am at Joel for all J O E L P A R L. Uh, there's an interview with Diener that's coming out sooner rather than later. Keep an eye out for that. Subscribe to Fightful Select and go subscribe to FightfulOverbook.com. One of those is free, so why don't you go find out which one is which? Come on now. Be nosy. I'll wait. Folks, have yourself a wonderful holiday season. We wish you the best. Emmy Soko wraps us up perfectly from my wrestle house to yours. Have a <laughs> lovely holiday break. I look forward to the next one. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you next year. Cheers. See you next year, nerds. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.